is one of the things that I'm scared of in this world is regret. I would rather say, oh yeah, I did that and it didn't go well and then actually laughed about it rather than, oh, I wish I, I wish I did that. I wish I would have said those things back then. I wish I would have done that thing back then that I wanted to do, you know? So I think regret is something that I use as a leverage to whether to do something or not. Welcome Yay. everyone to Love is Lisa podcast. Our mission at Love is Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who listen in can get the strength, the courage and the hope to be their better selves. Today, we have a very inspiring guest. Not only she decided to create a life that truly excites her and makes her happy, but she is also inspiring thousands of other people to do so. She has created a beautiful community of over 50,000 people on, so on her social media and is creating beautiful content, sharing her deep thoughts and changing people's lives on a daily basis. Felicia, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I am so happy to have you here. And I actually wanted to start with that part where, when, what was that moment when you decided that actually it's your life and you want to have the life that truly excites you and makes you happy and not your parents or your friends or not anyone, what anyone else thinks your life um, should be? Um, to be honest with you, I don't remember when exactly. It's more like the, it's a gradual process where I'm mean, like slowly, gradually, when I became older as well, I'm just like, okay, you know what? This is actually, this is my life because at the end of the day, I'm the one who put myself to bed. I'm the one who get myself into the shower. I'm the one who feed myself and stuff. So um, even though that, I mean, it's not like I'm not grateful to have a lot of, I mean, important people around me, surrounding me in my life, but it's also kind of like, um, it makes me sad first time when I, when I think that, oh, well, this is my life, so this has nothing to do with you because it does sound harsh, right? But it's the truth. And I don't really remember exactly, but I think it was when, um, when was it? When I decided to just follow my heart, simply put, when I feel like, okay, I need to do this because I think it's important for me. I don't know what's going to be at the end of the tunnel, but I know in my heart that I have to do it. I just have to go through it and then see where I come out, you know? I think it was like when I was 25. So that was also the first time I felt like I finally become an adult, you know, because all your life you've been told that, I don't know in European countries, but like in Indonesia, you are an adult, I think, when you turn 17. And also seven, the, 17, 18. Yeah. And, yeah, in Europe, it's 18. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I think it's almost the same. So, you know, when you graduated from high school, you are being told to go to college or uni and choose a major that they said, this is going to help you in the future. You know, you have to choose a major where you will graduate and you're going to work in that industry that you learn in university. But how the hell an 18 year old would know what they want in life, you know? And at the same time, when, when, when I um, graduated from uni at 22, I graduated, I graduated with um, Japanese language degree. And um, I didn't even know what kind of job I wanted to do. That was 22, you know? 
I mean, so what's the standard that people are telling you about, the society taught you about? You are an adult from 18. I was like, no, you're not, you know, because you, you don't know shit. You just don't. Even right now, like I'm 32 this year. I still don't know what's going to happen. I might die tomorrow. You never know, right? But one thing that I keep, even though when I was younger as well, maybe when I was younger, I didn't really realize that I've been doing what my heart taught me to do. But like when I get older, I realized that that's what I've been doing and it's been working. And, you know, as long as you do what makes you happy or what you decide to do yourself, I think things will fall into places, you know, because that's what happened to me and it will keep like, you know, going like that. So for everyone to also give a bit context on your life. So it was when you were around 25 that you were actually in Japan having yes. a job. Yes. And that people were actually, your family was proud of the job and where you are. And you yourself felt, and please, please I'm just interpreting from what I saw on your social media post, yeah. if I'm saying parts of your life, <laughs> that uh -huh. not how it's exactly happening. But, um, and then, but you still decided to actually, was it that you quit your job and decided to start the social media or what exactly happened there? Uh, so I started social media way after. When I was 25, I was still in Japan um, doing, uh, I was actually changing my job from hotel to um, travel agent. That was me 25, at 25. But like when I started social media, it was actually only two years ago, just right before COVID. And um, I think it was, at that time, I was still doing a job. It was a PR marketing job at a Japanese company. And um, at that time, I was, um, I was in Japan right before COVID happened. That was February, 2020. And while I was in, while I was in Japan doing work, I just, you know, posting about what I've been doing in Japan through my Instagram. And then I just realized, I'm, I mean, I'm actually enjoying this. I'm actually enjoying like posting stuff. And I also discovered um, my passion to like, I mean, I really like to connect with people. I would just like straight, strike a conversation at a cafe with a stranger. I'm that kind of person. So, and I think I, I realized that I have passion for like meeting and connecting with people because I was working in the hotel. It was my first job, actually. My first job in life after graduation was in a hotel in Japan. And you know how um, it was an international chain hotel. So we got a lot of um, international guests and of course, like local guests. And every day I see different faces, different people people with different stories and, um, you know, different background and cultures. And that's how I realized that I actually like doing this job, you know, like speaking to people. And then uh, back in February 2020, I realized that with internet, I can do it like a bigger scale. And that's when I started the social media. And I've always loved like, you know, meet people and listen to them, listen to their story. And then I'll share mine, you know, and then we will connect through that, you know, the, those experiences that we have. And then we relate to each other. That kind of like connections, I guess. That's when I started. So back to your question, I guess. I'm sorry if I've got like too off topic, but back to your question. I think I, I decided to do that back in two years ago. Yeah. And I think your social media has just 
taken off since then. And now you actually do have people from all over the world watching you and seeing your journey and connecting with people from all over the world. What is, what is actually the intention that you have with your social media now? Because it just started with you sharing some pictures from Japan and what you're doing there. So what is actually the intention now? Because I see you post a lot more about self-love, your own deep thoughts. Um, it really is. It doesn't, it didn't change. The intention is still the same. I just want to share what I've been through and I hope that, um, the right people or most, uh, most people who are actually also going through like similar situations, they can like, you know, connect with me and I read all of my DMs and I, I reply to all of them except for like spams or like hate comments. <laughs> I don't have time for that, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, the intention is still the same. I mean, simply put, though, I really like to take pictures of pretty things. I like pretty things. I would share that as well. And every time that something crosses my mind or everything that um, that I maybe experienced that day or before or something that I just feel like I'm sharing, I'm just going to share it right there. It's never really, not nothing really like clear intention, but like just want to share, you know. And find someone or some people who can connect with me through what I wrote or what I post. Yeah. And is it something that you do now as your main job? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm currently still looking for jobs because um, uh, the last job that I had, I got laid off because of COVID. It didn't really go well. So um, it was also the same time as when I started social media. So it was quite a depressing year for me and I'm sure for, you know, a lot of people because of the pandemic, you know? So, um, I was quite depressed and social media that time or my Instagram or all my um, YouTube channel is kind of like my salvation in a sense, because I have a lot of, I have a lot of things in my mind to think about and stuff, you know? And I don't re I didn't really know where this is going, whether I can go back to Japan again and stuff. Over the years, even though that I actually left Japan four years ago, but life happens and stuff. I try to um, see myself, try to see myself maybe living in my own country, you know, but it doesn't really work well. I just realized that I could tell now that I can tell people that I tried at least, you know, so um with uncertain things going around, I just feel the only thing, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but like what I've been doing is just like things that I can do that, that are within my control and things that makes me happy and things that I want to do. It really just as simple as that. And it led me to here right now, the point like right now talking to you, for example, on this podcast, you know with all the experience that I have and all the, all the people that I met, even through the pandemic during lockdown, thanks to the internet, I got to connect with a lot of people through Clubhouse, you know, the, um, the platform, right? Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram as well, but everyone, thanks to the internet really. And then I started to like give myself, you know, hope and feel like, okay, I mean like this is not the end of the world as long as you can, just be grateful, you know, when you, when you're grateful, you have, every, I mean, at least you have roof on top of your head. At least you have like a warm meals and then home to come home to, you know, I think you, you kind of like it, 
put things into perspective, you know, and you feel like, oh, it's actually not that bad. I just have to keep on going, doing things that I'm doing, what I can do and, and be grateful and rather than complaining, you know, because some people or even the younger me, to be honest with you, if I'm in a really hot situation, I tend to complain, but not really doing anything. So I guess now gradually getting older and also being exposed to um, many things, I guess, in life, you start to realize that things are actually not that bad, you know? And one thing, one quote that I liked about, uh, that I, I don't remember what I read it from, but like, when you look at the sky and then you see so many stars and then you imagine yourself as one of those stars, you know, you're only one out of in the universe and then you start to feel small and you start to feel like your problems are actually not that bad. And it changed and it, it just puts things into perspective, I think. I actually also do it as not to mention myself as one of the stars, but for example, when <laughs> I walk on the street, I just imagine like zooming out, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. walking the street and as if there's like a camera view on top of me and then like zoom out, zoom out. And then you see like just your country where you are and then like zoom out, zoom out, you see the planet Earth and then zoom out, zoom out, you see like you're <laughs> just spinning around the sun and zoom out, zoom, zoom out, zoom out. And that also is just like a small part of the universe and you realize like, how actually small you are but at the same time it just feels so liberating at this because yes then you're just this small part of something so incredibly beautiful and you just have so much more gratitude and you feel so much mm -hmm. grounded in the present moment when you yes. have that view on how small you are and i was actually also curious to ask you something because i know that especially i'm Please correct me if I'm just misinterpreting the stereotype, but mm -hmm. Asian parents are quite strict and especially about, you know, having a stable job, being, I don't know, a lawyer, doctor <laughs> and things like that. And I was, I really enjoyed the thought that you shared that even though the pair, your parents want the best for you, they still don't, it's still your life. Mm -hmm. And they grew up in a different time and they were taught by the grandparents that they grew up even in a different time before there mm -hmm. was internet or all of these opportunities that we currently have. But at the same time, I don't feel like it makes it easier to explain it to them. <laughs> so um, how do yeah. you deal with it? Um, first thing first, yes. I mean, Asian parents are famous for being so strict about, and then they have their own expectations for their kids. That is very, that is, um, true. But thankfully though, um, in my case, my parents are like that, but, um, they are more like understanding. <laughs> I think it's also because, um, I'm quite stubborn as well and they know what kind of character I, I have. So the more that you being, um, the more that you say no to me, I will still do it. So he, they know my character. So they're not really, um, sure, they, they, will, they will state all of their expectations to me, but then I'll tell them, look, it's not that I don't love you, I really do, but this is the, this is the, the amount or like the extent that I can do for you, you know, like I have capabilities and then this is the line where uh, my capability of giving what you expect of me are, so you need to know that. 
I think it's also my、um, responsibility to explain to my parents, to make them understand why I want to do what I want to do, because I think I owe them that much. You know, even now that I I I said that I didn't choose to be born to this world, but they still、um, take care of you. You know, they still take care of you until you're an adult, and then you make sure that you you know eat well and you don't get sick and stuff. So at least I think we owe. We owe that to that extent to them, to make them understand why what you want to do in life, you know, at least. And it's not easy, obviously, but it takes effort, and I think it's going to be worth it.、Um, even though that it's really hard, and then we fought a lot. I think we fought a lot, like the like the early early years of my twenties. I think we fought a lot, and only until recently, I guess. They start to like, you know, understand. Okay, this is what Felicia wants to do. So I guess we guess we just have to, you know,、um, see. And then as long as I mean, as long as you're happy, then we're happy. And I want them to genuinely really feel that, you know. So that will be my responsibility to do that. Communication, I guess, it's the key. And being compassionate about,、um, like I said. They were born in the when they were my age, for example. They didn't have this、um, opportunities like us, right? Back in the old days, they didn't have internet. So the only thing that they know is, you go to school, you go to uni, you graduated, you get a job or you start a business, you get married, and then you make family. You know, make a happy family. That's like what they've been taught all their life. And at that time, it makes sense because there's no internet. You know, so they can't really see what's what's、um, the possibilities are actually endless out there. You know, but nowadays, when you want to look for information, you just have to open your phone and then you Google things and then you get it. So it's it's really different. And knowing that、um, there are there were there were、um, how do I say this? They were growing up in that kind of environment. You start to feel under. You start to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Why they're thinking what they're thinking. You know. So it makes it easier, I think. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, and also because a lot of people actually who reach out to me on Instagram are quite younger. They're just like before they would start the university or they are in the university, and one of their biggest fears is to actually be disappoint to be dis to disappoint their parents, or they actually know what they want to do. And it is something different from what their parents expect them to do, and they really fear to actually even raise it with their parents to say it,、mm-hmm. and to have you know to start even that conversation. So that's why I I really you know your advice here is so much appreciated because someone listening to this now they are just about to embark on the journey of having that those conversations. I don't know. I, I see you're 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 like now laughing because you're you're like woo. <laughs> Yeah, I did that before.、Mm-hmm. What 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 advice would you give to your younger self? How to approach the conversation? Would you start it earlier? Anything that you would say to your younger self? Because it would literally someone who is about to embark on the journey will listen to this, and、uh, potentially it will help them. I would say,、um, don't be afraid. But I know that you will be anyway. But still, do it anyway. You know what I mean? Because 
um, sometimes it's only scary before you're just about to take that one step. After you take that one step, it will get easier, you know? So you just have to take that one first step. And after that, it will get easier. And then you'll know why you need to do what you needed to do. I think and that's all- what I wanted to say to my younger self. But I guess my younger self would be like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? I don't understand, you know? Because it's just, because what I realized as well, I think, at least for me, I needed to realize it myself. In order, but in order for me to get to that point, I have to complete all these steps. You know, let's let's say for example, in order for me to get my my parents to understand, I have to complete this one, two, three, four, five steps. And of course, um, um, it's it it will be it will. I mean, it's it's normal when you feel scared or afraid on your first step, but like gradually after you get used to it, and um having the understanding of where your co- your parents are coming from, I think it kind of helps, you know, it kind of helps. And then gradually when you get to the second step, it's get easier. The third step, get easier and fourth and five, you know, and then you'll get to your goals. It's not only about talking about your parents, but also when you want to do something. I think it also applies to when you also want to do, you want to get better at something or you want to start something. For sure. The idea is just, yeah, the idea is just, just do it. Just go for it. It really is simple as that. I, I love how you mentioned that it is like as simple as that actually taking that first action. And I absolutely agree with you that in the first step, like before taking the first step, it's actually well, when you'll be the most scared mm-hmm. just before the first step and then you'll get less scared. Do you have any tricks or kind of like tools that you use to, because when you feel so scared, do you have, do you imagine like the future, what will happen if you never say something or never raise it? Or how do you actually help yourself, you know, to deal with that fear, but do it anyways? Do you oh. start? Yeah, because I, you see, because like, what kind of leverage do you get on yourself to actually overcome that fear? So the leverage that I have um, actually is one of the things that I'm scared of in this world is regret. I would rather say, oh yeah, I did that and it didn't go well and then actually laughed about it rather than, oh, I wish I, I wish I did that. I wish I would have said those things back then. I wish I would have done that thing back then that I wanted to do, you know? So I think regret is something that I use as a leverage to whether to do something or not. Because I don't want to... So- yeah, because I don't want to, let's say, because again, you don't know when you're going to die. I could die tomorrow after this podcast. You never know. Everything is possible. I hope not. <laughs> no, I hope not too. I still have a lot of things that I want to do, but it's just like, you know, when, when you know that you're going to die and you don't know when you're going to die, you just be like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do it, you know? But of course, I'm not saying that it be unreal- unrealistic or unreasonable, but there are steps that you need to do, of course, to do in, in order for you to do things. But as long as you have that uh, will in your heart and how can I say this? Like, you know, like that desire to do something, I think you're fine. As long as you, you're willing to, you're willing to take the action, even though that you make mistakes, even though maybe in the middle of um, 
in the middle of the road that you're doing, let's say that you're in the middle of the process that you're doing this and then you don't like it anymore, fine. You can just always quit and then find something else because how will you know if you like something or if something is, is um, or if something is going to work for you if you don't try, right? There's this, only this, one thing to know. This is, so, this is so, so good because you just mentioned so many points that I wanted to also raise because... Only when you actually try something, will you ever know if you like it or not? Thing number one. Yeah. And thing number two is once you actually try something, it doesn't mean that you will have to do that thing for the rest of your life. You can still yeah. change afterwards. You don't have exactly. to. You don't have to like commit to one path. You know, you started a certain degree. Actually, afterwards, you decided that it's not for you or not something that you want to spend your whole life doing. You you don't have to be committed to that thing if you don't enjoy it anymore. To actually have feel that freedom to actually change because as we ourselves evolve, we change. What we like changes, and it's okay. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just actually having that freedom. And I think also I could really relate when you were saying we can die any day. And I still love this quote from Steve Jobs when he was saying, you know, every day he wakes up and he asks, he asks himself if this was the last day that this was my last day, basically, am I happy with what my plan for the day is? Would I spend it like this? And uh, he would ask it every day himself. And he said, and you know, one day you'll be right. <laughs> one yeah. day it will be your last day when you ask yourself. And mm -hmm. I feel like many people are just afraid to talk about death or it just like sounds very dark, you know, to think like, oh my God, I'm going to die anyways. Um, for me, it's very much empowering because it just pushes me to do what I want to do. And mm -hmm. also kind of shortens the timeline because then you realize that you don't have the infinite time. And if you don't like something, mm -hmm. you should like change more rapidly and try out the things that you actually want to go for because you don't have any time that's guaranteed <laughs> for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do understand why um, people, or like even my younger self, why I felt scared or why I feel like maybe I shouldn't do this or what if I fail, you know? Because, of course... Um, one of the reasons why we're afraid of things, it's because we we worry about what other people might think, right? It's normal. It's really normal to think like that. But um, I don't remember where I learned this from now, but I think something, something is, is I think it was a book or, or like an article I read on the internet. It says that, you know what? Um, people don't actually think about you anyway which is true because they have their own problems, right? Oh, yes, I remember. When I first start um, start doing um, a job in the hotel, my first job ever after I graduated in my life, my first job my first job in my life, I was so scared of making mistakes. I was so, I was really hard on myself after I made a mistake and then I would like, you know, beat myself over and over again over the mistakes that I, that I made. But I realized that, my manager doesn't, I mean, of course, like he will get mad at me for doing the mistakes, but like, that's about it. I mean, as long as you don't repeat it, you know, or, or my other colleagues that say I, I was, I was afraid of like, what would they think of me that I make this mistake? But at the same time, they're not really thinking about you. You know, they might think about you only that day when you make that mistakes, but like, 
after that, they will come home and then they will have to feed the baby and then they will have to, you know, uh, make sure that they do the laundry. It's not really something that will be in their head all the time, you know. You might get the attention, I think, for some moment. But after that, because they have their own problems, they're not going to think about you. So why will you think, why will you worry about what they might think, you know, because they don't have that time. And that was really liberating for me. And I start, that's when the, that's the point that I start to realize that I don't really have to, you know, worry about what other people might think. I mean, of course, maybe I'll fail, but that's on me, you know? And what's the use of like worrying about what other people might think about my failure, you know? I would rather use that time to uh, fix it or like try again. You know what I mean? It's just like, I guess it's really just like growing up and then getting older. You'd be like, ah, whatever, you know, I'm just going to do it again. And I think yeah, there I is think actually. Think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, actually, I think there is even the quote that said, I spent my 20s worrying about what others will think about me in my 30s. I just decided to do whatever I want. And then in my like 50s or 60s, I realized no one was even thinking about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a book or something. Yeah. I it was a book. I, 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 I have not read the book, but uh, I just saw that quote and I felt it felt so powerful because indeed we just like try to limit what we do or we scared to try things just because of what others will think or for others to see us fail or for others to see us starting small or for others to see like things that we try and it's not working out. And even like nowadays in social media, you know, so many people want to start their page, for example, as simple as that. But then they're like, oh my God, my friends will see me starting small, having zero followers and then like five followers and like nobody's liking my posts, you know, and then that could even stop them from doing something that they want as simple as that. But um, I also saw that you quite like Gary Vee and his life. And oh, life. yes. <laughs> yep, I I love him. I yeah. He is the he is the uncle that I wish I had when I was younger. You know. What was one of the favorite lessons that you took to heart from him? Um a lot of things. I think also what I've been saying is also kind of like um influenced by him as well. But what I the one thing that um he made me realize is that Let's say that you live until 100 years and I'm 32 this year. So I have like 68 years. And when I look back in my 20s, I've done a lot of stuff, you know, and that was only like a span of 10 years. And then knowing that I still have like 68, it's, it's getting me. I mean, it makes me excited. You know what I mean? So um, that is actually number one. Um, perspective that he taught me that really, really resonate with me. Now that I see instead of, oh, now, I mean, I'm 20, I'm 32 this year. I need to do something, you know, because I'm running out of time. So instead of thinking like that, I still have 68 years. That's a long time, you know? So it helps me. This is also something I'm still learning. I'm still learning to also enjoy the present moment. It helps me, um, enjoying what's in front of me right now, like in front, like what I, where I am, where I'm supposed to be. And um, I tend to also rush into things, you know, when, when I reach one goal, 
I tend to always say, okay, what's next? Instead of enjoying it. So when you reach to what, like, like your goal, for example, you will want to enjoy it, right? Because you work hard for it. But like for me, when, when I reach that goal, I'll be like, okay, what's next? You know, I don't think that's a good mindset or that's a good thing to do. So I try to like, okay, you know, really just try not to control everything. I would just do everything that's within my control and then let go that isn't in my control and enjoy the present moment, I guess. This past two years, I'm not going to say thanks to COVID because COVID actually fucked up a lot of things. And then I know that a lot of people lost their lives and lost their loved ones. But the COVID, uh, like during COVID, it really makes me um, think about a lot of stuff that I don't think I would thought about if the pandemic didn't happen, you know? So yeah, I guess relationship with time is really, really important. And that's like the one thing that I, that I think um, resonate with me a lot from Gary Vee. And I also think that, you know, what we just mentioned and what we talked about is not mutually exclusive because at the same mm -hmm. time you could die any day and it makes you present, grounds you in the present moment. But at the same time, you can still think that you have another 60 years to live and like actually you don't need to rush into things and things are happening at the pace that they do need to happen. And for many people, this is like a controversy, right? Like how can it be that at the same time you're saying do it now because you can die any moment and you're saying it's still okay because you have another few decades, you know, and you can appreciate the pace that you're going at. But I see the beauty in kind of, having these two views at the same time because there is so much time in front of us and at the same time it could all be taken away from us at any moment yeah yeah i mean it is it is kind of contradiction contradicting i think that's the word contradiction in what i'm saying but again let's say, i mean let's say that you've been living your life doing whatever it is that you want that makes you happy and then you die tomorrow you will still say that, oh yeah, but I've been enjoying my life, you know? I mean, there's not one day that I regret that I didn't do. And um, I think that's also one thing to, to how to look at it. And then I think when um, the perspective of like, oh, I still have like 68 years, it's also kind of like when you feel impatient with your progress, you know? When you feel kind of like, um, start to worry if things are not going anywhere, you know? I kind of, like, use that perspective, like, oh, I still have 68 years, you know? I try, like, to step back and then tell myself, you still have 68 years. That's a long time, you know? So be patient and trust in the process. So I guess we just have to know when to apply, um, uh, when, to, when to apply one thing to the other, you know? It depends on your situation that you're in. Yeah, I, I think it, I think there's so much power in both of these approaches and actually enjoying the process and knowing that it's up to you to create the life that you want. And that's a topic that I really wanted to talk with you about is that mm -hmm. I really like the quote that you mentioned on your socials, which was, it will pass, but you have to go through it first. So basically yeah. how all the experiences 
that you have good and bad will actually pass, but you have to actually go through them first. And you were also very vulnerable on your social media, sharing your story about your relationship and actually how it was so painful for you as well. Um, I was wondering if you could also share with our, our audience this story. And then afterwards, if you were to go, to give some advice to younger self, what would you say? Um, it will pass really, but you have to go through it, which is really true. Something that I realized when I was trying to get over, um, my breakup nine years ago, it was when I was 23, I think. And, um, I dated this guy and it didn't go well. I mean, I think you can go to my Instagram. I think you saw it, <laughs> the story. Um, it's just, it's really long though. I don't know where I should start. Um, okay. One thing, I mean, getting over breakup, is really just, or any other griefs, I think, or any bad stuff that's happening with you right now. It's really, is just, you just have to go through it. You really have to um, process every emotions that comes your way. Don't um, dismiss it. You have to process it because if you dismiss it now, it will come again. So you, I mean, you'd rather process it now and then get over it. You know, you really have to go through. It. And then gradually, you know, one more. Let's say that the first day after the breakup, you wake up crying, and then the next week, and the next month, and then after a while, you'd be like, you'd be like crying less, and then. One morning you wake up and it's like, you just, you feel fine, you know, just get up, eat your breakfast, get ready for work and then you go to work, you know, it really is like that because you've been through that um, process of crying and griefing and hurting and stuff because you went through that process. That's why you get to the point where you feel okay. You know, it really does go like that. Um, but about the relationship, I think, um, I think it kind of, this kind of connects to uh what you want to do in life which is okay so i uh, i broke up with this guy right and then in order for me because i wanted to get back to him i was trying to find a way to do so which which one of it is i should look for a job so i can live in japan again and thanks to that motivation i got a job in japan and then actually had i think still one of the best experiences that i have in my life you know but who would have known Maybe the breakup was actually the push for me to do so. You know, maybe that's the, that's what universe are trying to do for me in order for me to get my six years, um, life in Japan. I had to go through the backup that will push me to think about, Oh, I need to look for jobs so I can live in Japan again, you know? So everything really has a reasons, but maybe at that time when you're in that situation, you can't see it. Why is it happening to you? So. Thanks to that, whenever something is bad happening to me, I mean, I'm not saying bad happening, but like something unfulfillable, let's say. Something that is not, you know, that is not in your expectations and it's kind of like doing, making you feel like, ugh, you know? I was, I was, I would try to tell myself, okay, what is this situation is trying to teach me? What is it that I can learn from this? There's a reason why this is right in front of me right now. So... Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. That definitely does. And I think what I love about your approach is that you truly say that everything that happens to me or even better for me was meant, was meant to happen like that and also shaped me into the person who I am today. 
and I love who yeah. I am today. So I cannot complain actually about going through that experience because I had to learn that lesson. And otherwise I would be someone completely deeper, different if that didn't happen. And I think just having this approach to life is so much more powerful because then you realize that you can actually learn from everything and it actually shapes you to a better person once you take on that mindset or that approach to life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not easy to get to that, but you'll get there, I guess. I, I, I think all, all of the beautiful things, like a lot of the actually beautiful things or mindset shifts are not easy, but at the same time, mm -hmm. we're like the, on the other side of not easy is something truly beautiful and a different way of experiencing life. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to discuss with you a few small uh, deep thoughts small deep thoughts that you mentioned. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. One of them was, we tend to ignore truth for temporary happiness. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? And how did you come, come across the thought? I don't remember. Wait, I, I wasn't that I was in a particular situation. That's why I thought that. Um, I think it was when I feel, you know, this is short-term happiness and long-term happiness, right? And let's say short-term happiness is when you, when you feel bad or depressed about something and then you go shopping. I think that's a short-term happiness because it doesn't really change the, uh, it doesn't really fix the problem that we have, you know? But the long-term happiness is actually you identify the root of the problem that you have and then see what kind of approaches or what kind of actions you can take to change that situation. So I think we tend to ignore um, the truth. You know, basically we have this problem right now. Maybe it's within ourselves. You never know. I mean, it depends. It differs from uh, person to person. But let's say that you have, you don't like your job. And... But it's, yeah, it does pay you. So in order for you to forget about it, you go shopping in the weekend and then spend your paycheck, but you still have to go to work the next week, the next week, you know, on Monday. It doesn't really change, right? But you know, but it will change probably if you start to maybe update re your resume and then maybe start applying to jobs that make you feel that probably is something that you want to do, you know? And then, you know, doing those steps that will maybe... Uh, getting you out from the situation, getting you out from the company that you hate or the job that you hate or you're the boss that you hate, you know? So that's the thing. I think that's what I uh, wanted to say in that quote. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It is an example though. Yeah, it's an example though. But like, um, I, think I, I think I was speaking to someone about it and then I realized when I was younger, I tend to do that as well, you know, instead of, instead of, um, going to the root of the problems, I just choose uh, something that will give me short-term happiness, you know? Because yeah, I think the moment we go for actually long-term happiness is the moment when we learned how to do delayed gratification because... Yes, yes, instant gravity. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's, that was the word I was trying to... Because isn't it interesting how we know sometimes, even though we know that delayed gratification is so much more better for us, we will go for the instant one and actually not to get that short-term happiness without addressing the root cause of our unhappiness 
for the long term. And we just kind of yeah. try to ignore the truth, but it, it is a very beautiful quote. Just something else I also wanted to discuss with you. I saw that you posted a story when you were talking about anime and why you actually mm, quite yeah. like it. Can you please share mm -hmm. it? Because I found it so, so beautiful. Uh, yeah. So, um, I know what it I don't is. Know, are you, you're, you're, um, you're familiar with anime, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Japanese anime actually um, has a lot of, even though that people might think that it's kind of like a children cartoons, but most of the time it's actually have a deeper meaning to it, you know? I mean, of course, it depends on the anime that you watch. But the ones that I like watching, for example, this volleyball uh, anime, it's, it's about volleyball. So it was about a guy, um, a boy, actually. Um, he really loves volleyball. But he also ha but he's also really short, which is like 162 centimeters. It's really short for a boy, right? Especially if you want to be an athlete, you know? So he's been told that his height is not going to help him, you know, being, um, being a professional volleyball player because he's just small, but he wants it. And he, despite what everyone is saying to him, he was still doing the training, even though that maybe despite fasting, facing a lot of challenges, and mistakes that he has, he still like go for it, you know, because that's what he wanted to do in life. And he, at the end of the story, he really did become a world champion volleyball athlete. So I think in that sense, when, you know, when I start working, when I get to professional world, I realize that adults are really boring, even though that I'm one as well, you know, being an adult is really boring, which I don't really blame them, to be honest, because it's just life, you know? I'm not saying that um, adults who, are, who just, let's say that a guy who actually just like wake up every day, eat breakfast and then go to work and then come home, spend time maybe uh, with his uh, children and then the next morning repeat the same. It's, it's still beautiful as long as it's something that he wants to do, you know? If it makes him happy to do that kind of stuff, go for it. I'm not saying that, but like, um, I also, but I also realized that people tend to, um, give up before trying because it's not going to make money. It's not going to feed the family. It's not going to do this and that. It kind of like, I mean, of course you still have to, if you have a responsibility, like you have family to feed, you have to feed them. It's your responsibility, but that doesn't mean that you can't do what you want to do, you know? So, um, I realized that being in the adult world where people feel, uh, I think what I want to I wanted to say is that it kind of reminds me of that naivete that you have when you're a child. You know, when you're a child, you have all these dreams. You want to be this, you want to be that. Because you don't have responsibility. You're, you're able to dream. You're able to dream whatever it is that you want. You can be an astronaut. You can, you know, fly to Mars now. And it's, it's really happening. People are flying to Mars, I guess. But, um, but you can't, you don't see it, especially in the professional world, because people will be just like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it because it's not going to make money or it's not going to work because we are living in this kind of like society. So I think like watching anime kind of reminds me of that naivete that I had when I was a child. And it kind of like helps me if I want to do something. Let's say that when I start my social media with only 700 followers, sure, I was worried. Sure, I was worried about what my friends might think about. Oh, she's actually trying so hard to grow her Instagram followers, let's say her account, 
by making all this content. Maybe they, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were gossiping, or maybe they don't, or maybe they they're not. But either way, it's not gonna affect me. I mean, let I mean, as harsh as it might sound, they're not the one who feed me. You know, they're not the one who pay for my bills. They're not the one who basically give me food. You know what I mean, right? So all those people, um, I guess. Let's say the pessimistic people are something that I realize when I grow up. There are a lot of them, but maybe they don't realize it. But like watching anime kind of like reminds me, it's okay, you know. I mean, you don't have to do what people are doing, what the other people,、uh, what other peoples are doing. You know, you don't have to do the same. You can be yourself. You can. It, just because they say that you can't do it, just because maybe you're short or like I think this message is just this so close to my heart. It doesn't matter.、So、I mean, it's, it's up to you. I think the pessimistic、not. people are those ones who just lost the touch with their inner child, who loves to dream, and who believes everything is possible. And I was always, and I'm still that person who does believe that everything yeah, is possible think, if you、yeah. put your mind and heart into it, and. For me, I just work so hard to not lose the touch, to not lose that connection with that inner child who dreams and says, "Like, oh my God, I want to do this and I want to do that." And I feel like it's kind of you need, like, you feel this need to be more serious or more realistic. And I was like, I don't want to be the one more realistic. <laughs> I want to be the one who does the impossible. You know, I want to do the impossible and prove everyone who was like. Saying, "Oh, it's not possible." I want to prove them wrong, and then, like, it, it's okay. It's okay. Like you saying that something is yeah, impossible、yeah. just gives me fuel because then at least I could be that person for the world to show that anything is possible. And it, it just like having that connection with the inner child. And I love that there are small things like、uh, that can remind us of that connection. Like something like you feel like you're losing touch, and then you watch anime, and then it reminds you of that. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It really does, and. I mean, of course. Like again, I think、um, I said this already. It doesn't mean that you should be unrealistic or unreasonable. You know, as long as I think, I mean, you—if you want something, if you really want to do something, you will make time for it. You will make way for it. You know. So, and even if you fail, so what? <laughs> like, yes, probably you. It will feel bad, but like you—you you owe it to yourself, saying that I tried. You know, at least you can say that I tried. And it didn't work out. Oh my God! You and just, I don't. I guess I won't have any regrets, you know, because what if you are seventy, let's say, and it's really hard. Oh my God! You, you would love my last question. You、anymore. would absolutely、and、love it. Like, almost、oh, ready to start getting into this. I should have done it when I was、oh、younger, you know.、Um, before I ask my last question, my last where can question. people connect with you, reach out to you, DM you? <laughs> Oh yeah, they can definitely. I mean, DM my DMs are always open. I mean, as long as you're not a spammer, a scammer, or a hater, because I don't have time for that. And I wish that you don't use your time for that. <laughs> you know, if you have any time to write a comment or hate comment to someone, you better just use maybe that time to like maybe call your loved ones. So let's imagine you're 80 years old. You're looking back on your life, and、mm-hmm. you're like, I wish I've done that. And now going back to this present moment, you haven't done it yet, but you already know you should. What is it? Right now, 
Mm, right now, I really am doing what I want, to be honest with you. So I can't really say if I'm going to regret it if I don't do it. Because I'm doing what I want to do. And um, I mean, I'm in Japan. Right? I'm back in Japan right now. And then I try to look for a job here again. So that's what I've been doing. That's what I'm trying to do, which I know that I will regret it if I don't. And what else? That's a really good question, though. That's beautiful. Maybe I will regret it if I don't enjoy the present moment. Let's say that. Because that's what I'm kind of like struggling nice. with. Nice. To be honest well, with you. Elisa, thank you so much for coming and, um, onto the show. The I see the question made sense. you think. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it really made me think because that was really that is really good questions because I'm doing what I want, what I want to do, you know. So I don't think I'm gonna regret anything on this. I mean, I hope I won't regret anything when I'm like in, when I'm seventeen and I'm in I'm on my deathbed. Let's say I don't think so because I really. I really tell myself, I really promise myself to do everything that I want to do so that I won't regret it when I'm older, you know? But I guess um, you make me think, and then I know maybe because I'm struggling with it right now, I think if I don't enjoy what's in front of me right now in Japan, you know, if I worry too much about the future, if I worry too much what's going to happen after three months of my time in Japan is up, I think... I will regret it if I don't enjoy it. So I think I try to be less worried about what's going to happen after three months and just enjoy what's in front of me. And of just course. Enjoy what and I, I, at me for right some now. reason, I have this feeling I guess that that's you'll what... spend the day thinking about this question now. You're like, what I hope you answer your questions, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. But once I again, Felicia, so. thank you so much. I love chatting with you. you. <laughs> Journeyed all the way from Japan. That's so cool. <laughs>